welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Castro, and joining me today is Haley Archer. Haley is the clinical dietitian at Kirkland Cancer Center. Haley, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well? good. Thanks for coming in today. Absolutely. You're here today to talk about the cooking demonstration video that we did that kind of focuses on colorectal health mm-hmm. and the food you chose, which the recipe was delicious. I was fortunate <laughs> enough to be on the video crew when they were filming. And that comes with the perk of being able to eat the food after it's cooked. So Haley cooked a spinach and feta quiche with a sweet potato crust. Now, i got to be honest, at first I didn't expect it really work, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was delicious. So I guess my question, my first question, uh, why did you choose that recipe? So for a number of reasons, um, you're getting vegetables, you're getting some dairy, you're getting protein. I just kind of wanted to show that you can really consume healthy dishes while Mm -hmm. also kind of following those general guidelines that we tell people just not only is having a healthy diet, but also things to help reduce your risk of colorectal cancer. Gotcha. It's actually something we've continued to make at my house since then. And we've done really? different variations of, you know, throwing in Parmesan cheese instead of the feta and just Ooh. some different things like that. So we've had a lot of yeah. fun with it at my house. That's cool. So you said one reason you chose it is to help reduce risk for cancer specifically colorectal cancer yes so who's considered at risk or has increased risk for people to get crc sure um so we know that individuals that are aged 50 and older are at a higher risk people that have a history of tobacco and alcohol use are also going to be at an increased risk people that are physically inactive or are overweight obese are going to be at greater risk. Obviously, there's a history. If you have family history of having colorectal mm-hmm. cancer, you may be at greater risk. Or if you have um, things like polyps or different things that have been found within the colon. Okay. Um, people that consume a diet that's high in red meat and also processed meats are going to be at greater risk. And when I'm talking about processed meats, we're talking about your sandwich meats, your bacon, your sausage bologna, uh, hot dogs, things like that. Okay. So if you consume a diet high in those, you are going to be at greater risk uh, for that as well. And then also just your race and ethnicity. We know that there's certain people that are just more prone to getting colorectal cancer. Gotcha. So how can someone reduce their risk? So kind of by doing the opposite of some of the things that I just (laughs) mentioned, obviously avoiding tobacco products, Mm -hmm. limiting your alcohol consumption, Any alcohol consumption puts you at increased risk. However, we typically tell women that they should consume at most one drink daily, and for men, that's two drinks daily. But I do want to emphasize any alcohol consumption still can increase your risk. Gotcha. Certainly, choosing a diet that's composed of more lean meats, avoiding those processed meats. Mm -hmm. We typically tell people, too, in regards to red meat, uh, to consume less than 18 ounces per week, which one way you can do that is just by predominantly consuming a plant-based diet and that helps kind of all of those things a little bit more being physically active we kind of want people to try to be as active as possible and get at least 150 minutes of activity you know 75 of 
and that's when I'm talking about weekly, 150 mm -hmm. minutes weekly uh, or 75 minutes of strenuous activity. Okay. Another way some people will do that is 30 to 60 minutes kind of daily or five days a week, you know, that kind of thing if you look at it that way. That'll help you maintain a healthy weight as well. And then a couple of other things that are really important is kind of that I mentioned, there's family history that can play a role in this. Mm -hmm. It's important just to know your family history. Know if you've had you know, siblings, parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, anything like that that have had colorectal cancer, because mm -hmm. those things can certainly put you at greater risk. We know there's hereditary things, genetic mutations, and so it may be that you have to get screened earlier than the typical recommendation, which is now starting at 45. Gotcha. Okay. So I know we've done on the podcast about this before, but mm -hmm. just to kind of rope those into it, some of the tools that could be used would be like the fecal occult test, which mm -hmm. if I understand it correctly, is something that you get from your primary care physician and you can complete that test at home by yourself yes. is that uh -huh. okay and you can return it to pharmacies um, obviously the gold standard is getting a colonoscopy and right. that uh, used to be they would say at 50 years you would start getting your colonoscopies mm -hmm. they have actually reduced that to 45 so gotcha. that's been within I believe the last year or so so definitely take note of that if you're within that age range go ahead and start getting those colonoscopies okay so what are some symptoms so they can be kind of broad big things to look out for if there's blood in your stool or you're having rectal bleeding, if you've had a sudden change in your bowel movements, um, if you've started having lots of diarrhea mm -hmm. or unexplained weight loss, some people will actually report some constipation or that when they do void, they don't feel like they're completely emptying. That okay. can be another sign. Vomiting, you mm -hmm. know, those are all kind of some things that could be you know, certainly symptomatic of colorectal cancer. Now, a lot of the time, you know, they may not be, but certainly those are things you just kind of need to know your body. And if you start noticing that there's changes, it's always a good idea to go get checked out by your right. primary care physician. So even if it's not colorectal cancer, it may be something else underlying. Right, and at least you would know if it's nothing. So were there any guidelines that you used when it comes to the recipe that you chose? Sure. Um, so I tried to pick a recipe that met a lot of the USDA MyPlate guidelines. Mm -hmm. Those in brief are consuming a diet that's lean proteins, making half your grains whole grains. When you're looking at your plate, you want at least half your plate to be fruits and vegetables. Specifically within that, you want to focus on whole fruits and kind of varying your veggies. You want to have a really well-rounded, and a lot of the time people will say colorful diet. Mm -hmm. And we're talking uh, lean proteins, things like fish or chicken, you know, as opposed to maybe doing a steak or a ribeye or, you know, something gotcha. like that. Because again, for colorectal cancer, we're going to want to be mindful of our red meat consumption. Sure. Um, so with this recipe, obviously the eggs, you're going to get a good source of protein, but they're not going to be considered one of those red meat products. Mm. You're getting the sweet potatoes, you're getting the spinach. All of those things are going to be getting you a wide variety of vegetables. So it was just kind of a good all around, but tasty meal to choose. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, I when when you sent me the recipe initially, I was like, I don't I don't know how this is gonna go. Uh huh. It looks um, kind of questionable on a little paper, bit. but I promise y'all, it really <laughs> was good. Yeah. So obviously you're the clinical dietitian, so you definitely know what would and what would not be good together. So I'd like to think so, right. but my husband <laughs> might differ. Sure. You know, have a different opinion on that. But yeah. 
coming from first-hand experience, I got to eat it. It was delicious. <laughs> I was very glad I was in the room when it was made. Tell me about the recipe a little bit. Okay. So I kind of mentioned already, you're getting a good uh, protein source. You're getting some vegetables in there. Mm-hmm. The feta cheese was kind of gave it a nice little... Uh, an extra little flavor profile that I didn't really know what it was going to taste like, but it turned out being, you know... A little bit of a zing. It was nice. Yes, yes, it was. But it had some pretty easy ingredients, nothing that was too hard to get. I mean, you're looking at spinach and onion, a little bit of oil. We use some canola oil or vegetable oil. You're getting your sweet potatoes in there as well. The Mm -hmm. feta cheese that I mentioned. Um, And then just some different seasonings, you know, your black pepper, your salt, some crushed red pepper and then some eggs and egg whites. The other interesting, you know, nice thing about this recipe is that it used four whole eggs, but then also two egg whites. So you're still getting that protein, but you're not getting everything that you would get from the entire egg. You're just getting that good um, protein from the egg whites as well. Milk also is another ingredient in there too. And Mm -hmm. I think y'all are going to post the uh, recipe as well. We will. Um, So the recipe, the video to the recipe, and I guess the ingredient list and mm -hmm. will be in the description of the podcast. So if you're listening and you want to see that, you can look there for it. One thing I realized just reading over the list is most of these ingredients are typically going to be found in your kitchen anyway Mm -hmm. you might have to go get the spinach and the sweet potatoes if you don't Mm -hmm. already have those but it just seems like something that would be easy that you probably already have Mm -hmm. it's a different kind of recipe so Mm -hmm. it's things that you maybe do have in your kitchen and you just hadn't thought to put together before and you know i kind of mentioned earlier we've at my house have continued to make variations of this Mm -hmm. kind of just with whatever we had on hand you know we we still use the sweet potato crust but we had you know, obviously lots of other different fillings sure. um, in addition to the eggs. So I think we didn't have spinach one day or we had a different cheese or, you know, just mm-hmm. different things like that. So you can kind of play around with it too. Yeah. It's got just a good base to it. Yeah. Um, and the sweet potato crust is something I hadn't actually ever done before. So I was pleasantly surprised uh, that it turned out as well as it did. As was I. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, this recipe was absolutely delicious. There's going to, like I said, a picture, the video and the recipe will be in the description if you're interested in trying it out. And then just let us know how it was. If you liked it, if you didn't, if you have suggestions for other recipes, we'd love to see what you have to say. So Haley, thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me, Will. Absolutely. And this has been another episode of We Talk Health.